0: You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everyone! Happy New Year, and welcome back to Red Shirts and Runabouts. This is episode 55, and our first episode of 2019. I am. Derek, one of your regular hosts, and I have with me my two hosts who have been journeying for a couple of months um, Zach. Hey. And Ray. Hello. And, guys, this will be your last one for a little while, at least. Yeah. Um, a little bittersweet. <laughs> so, for those who don't know or who haven't been following with us, my uh, other host, Greg, uh, will be joining me back again starting next week as we kick off Star Trek Discovery Season 2 discussions. Uh, he's taken a little bit of a leave of absence and will be coming back with me next week. So, Zach and Ray will get a little break from this show to work on other things. But Dun-dun-dun. Uh, So tonight, today, this week, whatever, we are talking about the fourth and final short treks of season one of short treks, I guess, if you could call it that. Um, It's The Escape Artist, which is the Harry Mudd episode starring Rain Wilson and directed by Rain Wilson. Man of many talents, Dwight. He is. He is the man of many talents. Um, Not a whole lot of news to talk about before we kick things off because everyone's just getting ready for discovery season two one thing i did do though is i made a poll on twitter under the at red Shirts pod twitter handle asking people what they're most excited for for season two of star trek discovery and i had a few answers there available for people and you could respond with others and so i was curious guys what are you two most looking forward to in discovery season two that's a lot of twos. <laughs> too, too many twos.
2: I want to know what the hell the Red Angel is. Like, I get so drawn in to overarching, like, what is this? So, the big mystery. So, like, I'm going to be watching it just to figure out what the hell that is. But close, close second is uh, sexy Spock time. <laughs> Sex like, Spock.
1: Is he sexy because of the beard? No. Or, okay. No,
2: Spock has always been a very sexy character oh, to me. Okay. It's... So
1: it's Spock time. Yeah, he's just always sexy. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry.
2: Leonard Nimoy is Zachary Quinto, and I forget this gentleman's name, but like they're they're very attractive men as is. And then the character of Spock is attractive to me, so I uh, am looking forward to him.
0: Okay. Yeah. God, it's hard to pick what my favorite thing is about season... Or what I'm looking forward to most about season two. It would be really hard to pick your favorite yeah, thing about season two. Yeah, my favorite two. thing. <laughs> Guys, I'm from the future. Let me tell you, season two, it's a trip. Uh, you're going to have a good time with it. Um, no, uh, the thing I'm most looking forward to... Honestly, I think it's just being back with this cast. I have I rewatched season uh, one... Right after it aired, like, I watched it week to week, and then at the end of that, I watched it all just, like, binging, and it was a better experience, and I'm in the process now of rewatching it to get ready for season two, and, I don't know, I'm just, I'm excited to be back with this group of people. Um, I'm, you know, looking forward to Spock as well, Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited.
1: Cool. So Spock was the number two answer on our poll. People huh. are these. That's the second most thing that they're excited for. Um, a couple other things we had on there that were not number one. Um, more Michael Burnham. Yeah, you know, now that she's an officer
0: again, right? Mm-hmm. She, she had her redemption arc. She's ready to roll.
2: It looked like she's making out with yeah, Ash Tyler. I saw that. And, oh my god, I shipped them so that, much.
0: Well, that like, made me happy because yeah. like they they end season one and they're like splitting ways and like you're under the impression they may not see each other for a while. So I'm like, oh, they're gonna move go together. Man, we didn't do like a spoiler warning or anything.
1: I am so yeah. sorry if we ruined anything for season one of Discovery for you. <laughs> But if you're watching short treks, I assume you've watched season if one. If you're of listening to this
0: podcast,
1: you've probably uh, watched all of Discovery. If not, you know, spoiler warning, <laughs> spoiler alert, alert. Um, Another thing is, someone is really excited to kind of see the the balance of the faith versus science because this thing is has a
2: faith yes.
0: aspect to it this yeah. idea of like it uh, is
2: called the red angel right like, yeah. like just that name has a religious connotation to it
0: i get that that's cool that was one of my favorite things about ds9 which is yes maybe my favorite show of star trek is, is just the the faith versus science debate that, that show engaged in regularly and never really gave a definitive answer on um which was cool
1: Exactly. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to that too. That's Star Trek at its best is when it questions where those lines are and if yeah. they really are lines or if there's just right. the same thing seen from different perspectives, like maybe wormhole aliens, for example. Yes. Exactly. Um, you know, so I'm really looking the forward Red to The Red Angel too. is a
0: wormhole I mean, alien.
1: That would be interesting if I'd it was okay one of that. the prophets. Yeah. It would be very interesting. The
2: problem with big live screen adaptations is they want to favor action over substance and Mm -hmm. you know marvel could have the religious debate they have tony stark who is clearly an atheist Mm -hmm. and thor who is uh, clearly a god (laughs) and thor like the asgardians that mix magic and science science Uh is just magic that they've already figured out and we haven't so you know they could have really great debates and They just choose not
1: to. Well, you don't have time in a movie. I know. There's no room for it. I mean, even when Star Trek (laughs) did do it in the movies, you ended up with the slower Mm -hmm. conference room scenes that I love, but the average moviegoer is not going to pay $15 to go see. a bunch (laughs) of
2: slower conference room stuff gets... Uh, the Star Wars prequels, where <laughs> right. they're, they're
0: gonna be too much, yeah. Yeah, uh,
2: there's too much well, bureaucracy. And, and
0: I, I'm a fan of the JJ films, um, but they they are different. And I do think that Star Trek is stronger in a serialized week to week format because it does, uh, the Star Trek in and of itself needs to be more philosophical, and, mm-hmm. and having the week to week episodic content lends itself to that. Sorry, I just saw the thing you posted, Derek. The so the number
1: one answer that we got on the Twitter poll happens to actually be also my choice, which is Captain Pike. Mm. Um, I am really stoked to see Captain Pike. Um, Anson Mount looks just like he's he's really into it. He looks the part. He seems excited about the part. He's yeah. bought into it himself. He's been a trekkie, you know, um, his whole life as well. So he's very excited about this. And Pike is an interesting character that, you know, if you've seen the cage or you've seen it chopped up in the menagerie, there's always been some questions about who this guy is, right? Um, and we never really got to know. And you know, putting Discovery ten years before the Tos that we know does mean that somebody else is in command of the Enterprise and something i you know a lot of people mentioned during season one and i'm sure some of us did including myself was that you know why wouldn't the enterprise show up at some of these battles being one of the supposed 12 constitution class ships that are like the ships right of starfleet um you just figure it's a matter of time and they were just avoiding it and it was becoming obvious so this is really cool i'm really excited to see it uh, i want to see what pike is all about uh, tangentially i'm very excited to see number 1 and hope that she actually gets a name in canon yeah <laughs> i hope so i really
0: do
2: there's rumors that the two of them are in a relationship mm, and I like, that. like part of me just loves it when really attractive actors get to make out like it's very voyeuristic of me but it i'm not okay with that if that's where they go just internet rumors i yeah. i hope that's not it because I mean, not every group of people have to be dating. Right. You know, it doesn't need to be like that.
1: It's an interesting conversation because... It's also that conflict of interest like well, for, right. uh, for the authority. It's inappropriate. It's part of why on Voyager, spoilers for Voyager, that Chakotay <laughs> and Janeway never get together during the show. They now, don't? The books are a separate Fuck. conversation. But, um, you know, they it is inappropriate since they're the two top officers, right? Right. On the flip side, if we take Rank out for a moment, it is interesting to think about the extension of the cage. Because in the cage, Pike doesn't really like having women on the bridge. And he actually makes the comment about how number one is different. She's not like other women, right? Because she's, uh, you know, she's portrayed as more logical. She's portrayed she's as a
2: hard ass. As
1: a, as a hard ass, very yeah. level-headed, right? She's in control, you know, etc. So it would be interesting to see if, That evolution of their relationship from, he's okay with her being on the bridge because she is what he actually is looking for in somebody. Yeah, and maybe he didn't realize that at the time because this is after the cage, right? Right. The cage happened a few years ago, so it would be interesting to see if there's an evolution there. It would not be an appropriate relationship, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. There are
2: pros and cons to both. I, I think in this case, I don't like it. Um and I'm not entirely sure why. I think I need to see more of their relationship. I actually think I would approve more of Janeway and Chicote. They were out by themselves yeah. for years in a quadrant. And like I feel like when you're in that close quarters with somebody you respect and you trust you have a friendship and then you're also physically attracted to it just makes sense. But if you're if you're not and you get to see all these other people and you're exposed to other people, then it doesn't really make sense. Propriety takes priority in my opinion.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I get that.
1: I think I think we're all in agreement on that. Um, now I don't want to spend too much time on this because right. let's move on next week. <laughs> next week, when Greg returns, Greg and I will be catching up, and we will be talking a bit about Star, uh, Star Trek Discovery, doing a bit of a season one recap combined with some anticipated stuff for season two. So that'll be next week's episode. So let's go ahead and move on to Short Treks episode four: The Escape artist clocking it at just over 16 minutes makes it the second longest of the four mm-hmm. yeah. um what'd you guys think initial thoughts anything you want to start on
0: it was fun yeah yeah it was definitely fun i as, as star trek is a very serious show and i liked this short because it didn't take itself too seriously so it was a um it was a fun departure from what i've come to expect from trek
2: i just know that when it was announced that Harry Mudd was going to be part of season one. Mm-hmm. The three of us were a little, like, groaning. Yeah. Because in TOS, he is an awful character. He's difficult to just stand through those, what, two episodes he's in? One episode? like. Well, no, eight. he's
1: actually, so if you include the animated series, he's actually in five. Oh, okay. Five total
2: episodes. But he's... The, exasperating he's the most, he he's the is,
1: most recurring character
2: who's know. not
0: part of the main he's cast. a bit insufferable though
2: right but Rain what rain wilson has done with him is made him intriguing mm-hmm. still insufferable but <laughs> yes di- oh yeah a, a completely different way like yeah. i want to know more about him i wouldn't mind a whole like two or three episode tangent where we just follow him because he's interesting he is Rainn Wilson
0: is a
1: delight. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, he's killing that role. He really yeah. is. Okay, let's let's put and that. And I never thought that. I was going to yeah. see him
2: be anything other than Dwight. I yeah. seriously thought I don't think about that the was all, going though. to be his role. And mm-hmm. no,
1: he is great. So I. I've been nervous about having Mudd return to Star Trek since the rumors of Into Darkness' villain possibly being Mudd. Well, yeah, everybody right. just
2: wanted Nick Frost because Simon Pegg's in there. Right. And Nick Frost would also kill the role. Yes. He really would.
1: He'd
0: take a little bit different spin on it, but but it'd be good.
1: Yeah. It'd be, it'd be okay. closer to the original version, I would think. But It the, would be. The problem with the original version in today's world and what Rain Wilson does to fix the character, in my opinion, is he's gone from this kind of bumbling buffoonish type guy to really somebody formidable who can pull shit off
0: yeah right oh, yeah.
1: who it the character is an actor mm-hmm. he's a liar he mm-hmm. is deceitful he comes up with good <clears throat> shit on a whim and the plans what this episode proves the plans that he concocts are amazingly complicated. <laughs> they
0: <Yeah>. are. <laughs> well, and even like, I mean, we should probably give a spoiler alert, but like, even just like the very premise of this plan and the way this whole episode unfolds, it's kind of brilliant.
2: I didn't see it coming I didn't either. either.
0: No. no. So, okay, yeah. So, you know, spoilers, all that kind of stuff.
1: The title is even a misdirection.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Because he's not escaping from anything, he's not even there. Right. Right. He's setting this all up. Like, it's almost like a mini Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eight kind of heist that he's doing. Yeah. In re- like, almost in reverse in some way. Um, so Um it's, it's so
0: brilliant. I mean, like, marketing the fact that, like, he is a wanted man and, like, making money off of, like, selling copies of himself, it's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So,
1: I think my favorite part of that is, you know, at the end, you get to see some of the other incarnations of him and then you get to see them on the ship and everything like that. And it mm. is straight up, I mud the episode I mud yeah. where he makes all of the androids mm-hmm. and he has the one of his wife
0: mm-hmm. right
1: and everything and so like, he's stuck on this planet essentially held captive by his own robot creations and this is a twist on that yeah right it's the same kind of technology right but earlier yeah right because we're gonna see obviously this is you know ten years before we're he... gonna see it and bite him in the ass later <laughs> right. but we're
0: seeing it work out for him real well at the moment
1: <laughs> which is cool because it shows that while maybe it failed for him a decade later it was a good idea at the time (laughs) and it worked and made him a ton of money (laughs) it did yeah 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 so let's let's talk about where things kick off so right he's so he being the the mud that we're with for the majority of the episode Mm -hmm. um is held captive right by this alien type creature that looked like princess leia's character in it did Jedi. it really did <laughs> it sounded like her even uh
0: yeah i wonder if that was intentional i don't know i don't, she almost
1: looked like maybe this is uh this is the discovery timelines take on the Breen. oh
2: uh, yeah. okay right because the Breen yeah. also
1: were kind of knocked Inclusive. for having that type of look yeah um as well and this is i guess an update you could call this an updated version of that um yeah which I guess is fair. And then and I'm sorry, I'm I'm slightly drawing a blank here. That guy was at Tellarite? Is that what he was supposed to be?
0: I'm assuming they said it. Did they Okay, I didn't miss it.
1: I I'm just like I don't know. I that look didn't scream Tellarite to me, but um you know, that aside, I agree. you know, whatever works, I guess. So, how do you guys feel about their interactions between the two of them?
2: I mean, it's, what? <laughs> I was like, I, sorry, I was like, I'm trying to like think of something, I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know, it seems very common to interact with mud. Like, I feel like I would be that angry, that annoyed, yeah. that wanting to just completely win over. And I, because of the title, I seriously thought he was going to convince him to let him go.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a bait and switch. I guess and I find their interactions to be refreshing because we're used to dealing with uh, characters who take themselves very seriously and are interacting professionally or if they hate each other, they're they're a conflict. So we're used to like the angry conflict, we're used to like the uh peaceful cooperation. But to see two people like interact on a Star Trek show that are just annoyed with each other, <laughs> like that's not all that common. But like you get it because Mudd is annoying, but they play into that and they they don't uh tiptoe around that part of his character. And it's fun. Because I like how the Tellerite's kind of like leaning into it. Like
1: he's like, maybe he's thinking about it. And then he's like, does that line ever work on yeah. anybody? Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, I thought it was a good moment. He, he was a good foil for Mud. And that he was not having any of his bullshit.
1: Yeah, it was kind of nice because it's not they're not really dealing with the federation, mm-hmm. right? And one of the knocks that Starfleet gets a lot is that maybe everyone's a little too perfect. And that's something Discovery has actually done pretty well. I agree, yeah. Changed that. But still there's all
0: these regulations and rules and they're so professional. As a side note in regard to uh, to the Tellarite tel- whatever uh, this episode did the uh, prosthetics and makeup very well because the Tellarite, the the shorter alien from one of the flashbacks, like and, they, the,
2: Orion. and the
0: Orions, yeah, they all looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um,
1: so, okay, so let's, let's talk about some of those other aliens then. So, the... Um,
2: it gives us two other scenarios where he's been captured. Mm-hmm. Or three. Three other scenarios. There was a Klingon. Yeah, there was a brief... Um, Klingon encounter.
0: Right. Like the, the Klingon foot stomp. Mm-hmm. So
1: okay, so let's let's talk about let's talk about the Orion one, because I think that Please. was probably my favorite. Yeah, saying. Yes. So uh I about wish that changed.
2: I could electrocute 90% of the men I come in contact with on the internet because I swear they just make thirsty ass comments like that. And I <laughs> I've never wanted to just throw a ball of electrocution at somebody so badly before. <laughs> So to see her do that... That's fair. <laughs> she was my hero.
1: <laughs> That's fair. The The jail cell he was in was super reminiscent of a few cells that, like, Kirk, Spock, Bones, some combination of, get stuck in a few times in the original series. Uh-huh. You know, like, Cat's Paw, for example. Yeah. Uh, not one of TOS's <laughs> best episodes, but uh, one I know really well, because as a kid, I watched that one a lot. It's one of the best, worst episodes. Um... It's a Halloween episode, actually. It's yeah. Star Trek's
0: only like.
1: Well, that was the interracial episode. kiss,
0: too, wasn't it? No, 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 no. Oh no, I'm thinking of another time where they were controlled by another alien. <laughs> 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 Honest mistake. I've so much. Honest
1: mistake. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. The the Orion scene was really fun, right? Like I like I liked that there's a camera in the cell. Like, yeah. this is, why why
0: wouldn't there be? This is the future. Yeah. Right? Well, that's something that Star Trek never discusses. And I think we've talked about this before. Like, there are so many, like, conflicts and, like, weird um, things that come up on even Discovery where it's like, wasn't there a camera in the room that would have really what quickly exciting. solved this whole thing? But it's a plot device. It's a plot device to not fucking have cameras in any of the goddamn rooms, apparently.
1: And I like how they turned that on its head yeah. and she's like, You
0: realize we have cameras in here, right?
1: <laughs> like he's such an idiot. Yeah. Um and the guy tries to cover for it, which I thought was really funny. So I almost had him tricked that right. I was going to help him get out of here. Um, it
2: also kind of goes back to what Enterprise did, where they show that the females run Orion. And that was a cool they, callback, too. Yeah. 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 So.
1: I will say I'm having a harder time with Discovery's Orion seeing the green tint. And maybe it's just the lighting because it's so dark in that scene. Yeah. But on the guy, I didn't notice he was an Orion until
0: she came in.
2: The oh. whole planet we saw last season, Yeah, it was incredibly dark dim lit and maybe it was just perpetually night i don't know how long they were on there the passage of time was a little weird Mm -hmm. but yeah and then they went into like the opium den and whorehouse and that was also very dimly lit yeah so it, you don't want yeah but you know, their makeup to be fair, you're
0: going into a whorehouse or an opium den. You, you don't want to see around it's, <laughs> it's better when the less you, you can don't see. Need to
2: see your shame yeah, <laughs> when you have exactly. aliens
0: when you have aliens with different skin tones and
1: what they are is important you know yeah. you yeah. Need to be able to see so i agree uh, i could see her when she, cause she was standing in the doorway the lighting was a little bit better and, yeah you know sure uh, so that was a fun scene i really like that um Klingon scene was fairly short. He basically it just was. gets kicked in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other alien, the third alien which I mean, I don't know what species she was supposed to be. It looked like maybe a little bit of crawl from beyond. Looked a little I thought that too. You know, maybe I don't know, something little, else. A little
0: crawl and a little uh oh god, I'm terrible. Why can't I remember her name from Beyond? Jayla? Jayla. Like a little I crawl know. like in some of the like just the there was a lot of like divots but like just the general like structure of her face looked shorter right. i mean she was shorter so like it, it's not yeah. the same thing but like it just i don't know so i'm not sure what what she was necessarily but
1: you know they're, they're definitely putting money into these aliens so that's mm-hmm. good yeah um
2: but she like we did get to see a lot of her personality and she was incredibly feisty and spunky and she held the camera very well yeah, you
1: know. it kind of made me sad that we'll probably never see
2: her. Again. <laughs> right. Yeah, but maybe we'll see more like her. We'll get to know what her uh, species is and uh, people.
0: And maybe we For- will see her again. Maybe she's the uh, the Armin Shimmerman of uh, her kind, <laughs> right. The Ferengi, and we'll see her show up again. Later. Sure, sure. No, I I do like that this
1: Discovery is doing a very good job of changing what previous Star Trek shows have done, which is the the previous shows have basically all picked like some alien to be their main alien. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then that's the one you see all the time. Now in the original series, it was a budgeting thing, Mm -hmm. right? So you got the Vulcans a lot because they were cheap, right? The Romulans were a little, you know, and Klingons were not much more sophisticated than that, you know? Yeah. Uh, So to see all these different types of aliens, I mean, in this one 16-minute episode, we have at a minimum a Klingon and a Tellurite two Orions, and then this this other alien woman, and we don't know which species she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, which is just that's a lot for an episode, let alone a 16 minute short. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, there, there's a, uh, because of budgeting reasons, because it's a modern show, like, they're able to uh, greater exhibit diversity, which is fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, this episode couldn't have been super cheap to make
1: because I don't believe that bridge set for uh, Crit's ship had existed for any other purpose probably mm-hmm. oh, yeah. not uh, so i think they had to build that um, obviously everything at the end was done on discovery set that's you know that's what yeah. that was um you know and then we have a new ship at the very end mud's ship or station yeah it was a
0: ship it was it was a big ship that they showed it wasn't a beach he'd been lying
2: about that
1: at least (laughs) well you know he's he's still working to get the money so he can go to the beach right
0: right right but he
1: had the cocktails he had the cocktail that was important
2: the jippers
0: the jippers thank you yeah yeah
1: um,
2: did either one of you want to try that? Because it had like two pieces of starfruit in it. Yeah, like, I mean, really good for a cocktail. I, 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 no. I would try it. Yeah, well, of course you would. You love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, all it looks amazing. It did. It did. I need to know what <laughs> it is first. I don't I'd rather I don't. try
1: Ractigino personally. Don't. Some Klingon coffee.
0: If I could start my so day so off though. with Ractigino, I would. Why
2: do I feel like Ractigino just has blood in it? Like,
0: <laughs> it might. The no. blood of your enemies. It gives oh, you right? energy to get through the day. <laughs>
1: They have blood pie. They do Uh, blood blood and caffeine. That's it. Yeah. So Klingons like their blood, but Ractegino is really just coffee. (laughs) Um,
0: It's like it's like a quadruple espresso. Um, it, they, they, and Romulan
2: as... Ale isn't just a whole bottle of blue curacao, right? No,
1: no, it's it's, it's more like UV blue. Right. Oh
0: <laughs> that's dangerous. That's so nasty. That's so gross. But that's what it looks like, though. It does. Yeah. No. I always assume that like Geno just had like a shot for every superfluous organ that Klingons had. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so a lot of shots. A lot of shots and of, of espresso, of shots. Yeah. yeah. Even more now that we know the Klingons do have two penises. They do, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, do they?
1: Oh, yeah. They, you, 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 you're not remembering from last season of Discovery, where the Klingon is urinating outside and there's two streams.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a thing.
2: Oh, I think it was man. the last
1: episode. It was like a blink and you miss it sort yeah. of thing. They confirmed that they have two penises, but the women still only have two breasts. They don't have double the breasts. Yeah.
2: So. Well, yeah, they're not udders. Like, well, they have
1: double everything else, apparently. <laughs> double hearts and lungs, double penises. We don't I mean, know about the
2: nipples. They Maybe have... they've got multiple
0: mammary, mammary glands Ooh, per That's breast. interesting.
2: Well, no, because we saw... Oh, uh, uh, we did. Yeah. That's right.
0: I tried to block that from my memory. You that do like, like a an good sink I
1: mean, you know.
2: If you get an overhead look of... Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: Mary Chifo's. <laughs> yeah. Oh god.
2: Um, I I think we need to know if there's two vagina holes. Like oh, yeah, I would we do. imagine that's necessary. Yeah, there like,
1: probably would be like evolutionarily. Why wouldn't Right? That,
2: like you know? because then like or, what happens? Like you like, like, get DP'd by the same dude?
0: DP'd by the same I mean, dude I guess that's or possible, like yeah. you have to decide like which one of my dicks needs more love tonight? Like uh-huh. see, this this conversation has gone off the
1: rails <laughs> it has. as it were. It's gone but off these the rails uh, need <laughs> All right, let's divert this back. <laughs> no, we might
0: as well just call it now. We, we tanked it. That's, that's as good as 2019 is going to get, I think. Uh, yeah.
2: Who from Discovery would you guys have sex with?
0: It's a
1: decent list, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah? So, <laughs> how, much, how much time you got?
2: How All right, you got? Top, three. Are we inclu- top three. Are we
0: including short tracks?
2: I feel uh, like, yeah, why not?
0: Okay.
2: I feel that's like your number one is Tilly.
0: That's my number one.
1: Um, I don't know that she's number one. I really would have to sit down and think about it. <laughs> Tilly's great. I don't.
0: Tilly's know. my number one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tilly's your number. One? I don't. Know. I'd have to think about it.
2: All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm posing this question. I know. I have to think T- about
0: Tilly, it and get back
1: to you.
2: I think
0: Tilly, Michael Burnham, and Laurel. Yeah, I'd try Klingon. I, I would totally...
1: Yeah, Laurel would be up on the list for sure. Yeah. All
0: right. But I think that's because Mary Chifo's also
1: awesome. She is. And I, I adore
0: add... her. Yeah, she's really a lot of fun to follow
1: on she, social media. Yeah, she and steps. she's
0: super tall. She can take me in a manly fashion. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine.
2: <laughs> See, for me, it's gotta be Ash Tyler. Like... Yeah, yeah. he's
0: an objectively <laughs> not-some dude. Not Saru.
2: <laughs> I love Doug Jones so much. Lady <laughs> in the water. I feel like... <laughs> I would pick his Shape of Water <laughs> character <laughs> before Saru. Okay, fair he enough. looks slimy, as <laughs> Saru. <laughs> like... Does he? And
0: you don't want the threatening <laughs> Leah to come up and <laughs> oh, sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> "No one needs that." Death!
1: You think he looks slimy as Saru in The Shape of Water? He's literally an amphibian, right?
2: But then I like, know that that's the expected. sliminess is because of the water. Like, why oh. is he dry and still slimy looking?
1: <laughs> yes, that's a that's a valid question. <laughs> Alrighty,
2: okay. See, moving on. Um, uh, there's also the really hot navigator. Like, yes. He is very attractive. Which, I'm trying
1: to remember. I
2: will find him. Yeah, he's
1: like they were calling him like mm-hmm. Ensign Hot Pants or something like that early on before we knew what his name was. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm trying to remember. Right, we, we, need to, we need to start wrapping things I up. I don't though, think we do though. So. <laughs> so, this is important stuff. Uh, other things to cover on this one. There was a short nod to Magic That Makes the Sanest Man Go Mad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, where um uh, Crit was listing off all of the offenses that Mud is being charged with, and one of them was penetrating a space whale. Yeah, uh, yep. Uh, which is from that episode, which uh, is that's yeah, probably bit, my yeah. single favorite
0: one episode of season one. Oh, same. Like it's got it's just all around fantastic. It was beautiful. Character episode, it was yeah. so
2: well done. Really good. Great.
0: <sighs> I haven't quite gotten back up to that point on my rewatch, but I'm like savoring that. I'm like I'm looking forward to that moment. It's a great one. Um,
1: anything else you guys want to cover though on the escape artist? I think Mm. we've kind of covered most of our bases on this one. Yeah, no, we have. It was a lot of fun. All
2: right. It was.
1: So we did a poll for this one as we did for the other three, um, you know, for, for a rating for people, uh, where would you guys, before I say the results of our poll, where would you guys grade the escape artist on an, a letter grade scale? Hmm. Uh,
2: B plus.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say a minus. Like, right, well, our Twitter poll doesn't have a plus minus system because you only get four options. Well, so sorry,
0: Twitter sucks.
1: <laughs> so right? are we saying an A and a B then? Is that yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm gonna give it an A because I really loved it. I thought Ray Wilson killed it. The end is not what I saw coming no, at all. No. And it was wonderful. There's so many little nods in there. You've got the one version of Mud that's wearing basically like the naval jacket with mm-hmm. the with the shoulder pads. It looks very much like the one from the original series. So yeah. There's a nod there. Um, a lot of fun stuff. I have some gripes about that ship. Um, I'm not super thrilled about the Dimilo because um, it basically looks like a Crossfire type ship, yeah. which there aren't supposed to be any other ones so oh yeah
0: oh we're going oh, dude. okay what's Instant hot Pants. ronnie yeah. Rowe,
2: uh his character's name is bryce okay bryce
0: okay oh, he's gorgeous it doesn't matter what his name
2: is hot
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay um anyway so uh so yes that ship kind of i don't know i'm not super thrilled about that because it's it seems like it's a crossfire ship from what we were able to see now memory alpha denotes it as a hoover class ship um I don't know where that information would have come from. It must come from something outside of this episode, I would imagine. But um, it looks just like the discovery from what I can tell, especially on the inside. Yeah. So that's probably my only grade.
2: So what were your guys' favorite?
1: Well, I didn't... Sorry. So the, the grades on Twitter. Yeah, sorry. 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 Oh, sorry. yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, that's
1: your um, fault. <laughs> So 67% <laughs> that's it is. 67%, so two-thirds gave it an A.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, 22% gave it a B. Nobody gave it a C, actually. And then 11% gave it a D or lower. It's quite
0: an interesting range. Yeah,
1: so most people liked it. I mean...
0: I assume that for all four of these episodes, anyone who gave it a D or below, like, doesn't, just doesn't like Discovery and is, like, hating. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's the case, because I'm not sure why,
1: why, like, none of these were so bad, No. That if you were watching it because you were enjoying Discovery, that you would grade these in a D or an F, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, Because
0: they're all made well. This isn't my Star Trek. (laughs) D. Right? I didn't even watch it, but I hated Discovery, the first episode, and I never watched any more D. Right. I'm wondering if these yeah. are the people that
1: review the products on Amazon that haven't actually released yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neck beats. You know? i uh, wondering if those are those people. So, I don't know. If you're not, and you really did hate this episode for some reason... Yeah, please tell us why. And you watched it... Right. Yeah, let, let us know. I am curious, because uh, I'm enjoying these, so... I hope they do more. I hope we get like a season two of short treks. Yeah, um, and then we can maybe see more of these characters or more of other characters. I'd like to, them. I'd like for them to explore that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um, any final thoughts on the escape artist?
0: No, nope. bring on the red angel.
1: All right. Well, then that's going to be it for us this week on Red Shirts and Runabouts, part of the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and heroespodcasts.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, and pretty much anywhere that you can get your podcasts. Greg joins me back next week as we kick off Discovery Season 2.
0: Greg, we miss you! Zach, how can people find you? Uh, at ES on Twitter, Instagram, social medias. Ray,
2: I am Siren Ray on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: And I am the Star Trek dude. You can also find Ray and myself on Screen Heroes, our movie and TV podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. Join us for that. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Red Shirts and Runabouts is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and is executive produced by me, Derek Mayer. Our music is by Flying Killer Robots. Please consider following us on social media at Red Pod on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook instagram twitch or patreon you can also go to heroespodcast.com to find all of the episodes for Redshirts and runabouts as well as the other shows on the heroes podcast network please subscribe on apple podcasts blog talk radio google play or anywhere that you want to drop our rss feed if you drop us a review on itunes we'll be sure to give you a shout out on a future episode thanks for tuning in live long and prosper